can see clearly now the rain is gone I can see all obstacles in my way You're in tune to AM 1460 KDWA Radio in Hastings Time now for Hypnosis Today Our host as she is each and every week Cindy Lasher, how are you today, Cindy? I'm good, Dan. I'm here each and every month, but it just seems weekly. Uh, did I say weekly? <laughs> I am sorry. It, uh, I've, I've hypnotized you to think that I'm here all the time. There you go. It's uh, Time flies, doesn't it? It does. And, of course, time flies and we age. How is that segue? That was a fa- I knew you were going there, and you are just the... You knew, huh? You're the cat's pajamas for that kind of thing. I tell you what. Absolutely. We age, and today's guest is Dr. Michael Baza of Baza Medical. And Baza Medical is a practice that works on redesigning life after 40. And, of course, as you and I both know, being in that age demographic, <laughs> that life... Some of us a little deeper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Life after 40 has already been redefined. Yes. Um, and so that's outside of our control. My, my parents were of the greatest generation, right? My dad was, uh, he fought in World War II. And that generation retired. And I mean, they really retired. They stopped working and they did fun things. They played golf and stuff like that. And my dad retired at age 55, which was pretty typical. Somewhere between 55 and 60 was pretty typical for that generation. And they had a true retirement and we are now looking, and of course they died at 70 and 71 of lung cancer, as everybody who knows me knows, um, because that's why I'm so passionate about smoking cessation. Um, we are not looking at that same type of scenario as our life continues on. We're looking at living longer, for one thing, and we are certainly looking at continuing to be much more active, whether that's in a, a, an income a revenue generating pursuit or whether that's being active and enjoying ourselves in you know fun ways in either case we need to focus on being more healthy and alert and optimal for a much longer period of time and that the good news is is within our control so Redefining life outside of our control already happened. How do we react? How do we respond? And that's what Dr. Baza is here to talk about today. Good morning. Yes, it is still morning. Good morning, Dr. Baza. Good morning, Cindy. Can you introduce yourself for us just briefly? I know that you have a very impressive background, and I'd like to have the audience hear that from you. Um, Yeah, I... uh I was an intensivist and emergency medicine specialist, and I, I'm an MD, a medical doctor, did a residency at, uh, in, uh, just outside of San Francisco at Highland General, Oakland Major Trauma Center, and um, then uh, moved to the Twin Cities from California and worked full-time as an emergency uh, medicine physician with a strong emphasis on critical care and trauma. And a few things started happening as I moved through my career. One, I noticed that it was getting harder for me to work night shifts. It was getting harder for me to multitask. And um, I was also getting somewhat frustrated with the repair and replace philosophy of medicine. We do all these intense things after something happens, very reactive. And um, somewhere in my mid-40s, I didn't like what was happening to me. So um, I went to a center that did this very uh, comprehensive 
analysis. And um, at the end of that, I had this long symptom list, and they said, do you feel this, this, this? And I said, yeah, that's exactly what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Well, here's why. And they turn over their objective data from my blood test, not somebody's opinion, but actually measured. And here's all the reasons why. So I began this program, and within two months had a renaissance. Um, and everything started working better. Mm-hmm. I, my, mem- my memory was clear. Uh, weight started to come off. My energy was higher. My sex life was better. And I said, this is way cool. This is what I need to do as a career. So um, I made a switch. I moved to Las Vegas and worked at this full time and was on the clinical um, uh, faculty teaching other doctors how to do this at the center. And then I had my own ideas about the direction I wanted to take, so I broke out on my own and came back to the Twin Cities. Uh, This is a center of medical excellence, so this is a place that I think is ripe uh, to begin this type of practice. Mm -hmm. And uh, started Boz Medical, and that's how I got here. Fantastic. And I I like working with people who think what they do is way cool. And that that um, separation that you were talking about, the the ideas that you had of how to make take that practice that you already saw was extremely effective and make it more effective. That's how our lives intersected, is because you wanted to bring in the mind portion of that mind body integrative medicine. That's that, that's exactly right. Um, what I felt, I, I'm strongly physiological, so uh, that means that I am measuring. Basically, the way a technician would, um, let's say you have Team Ferrari that's in there and they're working and they're looking at uh, compression ratios and all these other different things and how this race car is running and they find little things that are off uh, and they measure these things and then they say, well, here's what we need to tune this up to get this entire car running better. So I am purely on the physiological side and I'm looking at systems, I'm looking at organs, I'm looking at cellular function, I'm looking at inflammation. Um, cardiovascular markers, hormones, I'm looking at all these things, they start to drift off their, off their mark, and my job is to wrestle them back to their original factory settings. And um, <laughs> it, 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 is, it is very physiologic, it's very medical. But uh, superimposed on that, there's also the way that we live and the way that we respond to stress. You can take two doctors in the emergency room, and when it starts to get busy, there's one that can really focus and do really well, and the other one just unravels and Mm self-destructs. Exact same stress, completely different responses. And so is our lives. So I knew that if I'm getting these very busy executives and um, I'm getting, um, you know, uh, women who are dealing with multiple things and maybe taking care of their parents and their kids and um, mm-hmm. that there's going to be a whole component outside of what I can do with just medical uh, medical fitness, so to speak. And that requires a different adjustment and a different focus, and, um, and I, that's outside of my expertise. So that's how I met you, and that's why I want to incorporate your services and team up together to work, uh, work on even having a more dynamic program. Absolutely. And as, as we've discussed on this show before, the advantages of hypnosis and meditation are tremendous. In fact, according to the National Institutes of Health, the number one thing you can do to improve the quality of your life as you age is meditate. And then, of course, there is the addressing the acute stress and the, the change in behavioral um, issues that we address on a short-term basis. And then how I like to, to work with people is to teach them to fish. And so to teach them the, the techniques 
that they can incorporate into their lives. And it doesn't need to be, as we've talked before, um, sitting for 45 minutes in the lotus position in the morning every day to gainer, to, to garner these fantastic benefits uh, from from uh, the mental portion, the mind portion of of what we do here. Dr. Baza, before we get into a lot of specific details, who would be then the ideal client who would come to you? What type of symptoms uh, might they be experiencing that would uh, draw them to your practice? And what can they expect? You've shared with us your experience. and uh, Yeah, I think... Um I think there's the person who I think is ideal and uh, the age at that at which that person presents himself to me, and then the, the finally when that person becomes um, aware of the fact that they're slipping, and um, and then uh, they come to me. So uh, in general, I think under the age of 40, and the reason that I call my program Redesigning Life After 40, is usually under the age of 40, we take our health for granted. Mm-hmm. Once you get on the other side of 40, <laughs> Dan is um, <laughs> you have reached the era of consequences, where you start to pay for what you've done for the first 40 years. <laughs> and these little things, uh, perhaps the way you've eaten, now you're starting to get insulin resistance and prediabetes, mm-hmm. and maybe your blood pressure is high, your cholesterol is falling, you're gaining a few pounds, and everything you used to do to get those off no longer works. So people become aware of this, and then they get frustrated that nothing is working. And then they say there has to be a reason for this beyond willpower. And there is. There's actual physiologic reasons. So in my opinion, the ideal age is right around mid-40, um, before these things have gotten too far off their mark. And typically... When programs like this were appealing to the retirees who wanted to resuscitate their health to be able to play golf again, it's now moved to the demographic of people in their 40s and 50s that say, look, I don't want to have a real expensive health care plan to put me back together. What I need is to invest in my health now, so I don't need that. Um, I don't need to be put back together. And that that shift, that um, that, that, that change in, 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 in thinking is what I see happening right now. So the bulk of my patients are now in their 40s and mid-50s, and I have a couple in their 60s and a few beyond. But I think um, that is the person. They're driven. They're motivated. What they need is instruction as to what they need to do to do that. And then as soon as they get this information, they put all this together and get phenomenal results. Um, I can't really affect... Uh, what a person does when they're at home, how they manage their stress, how much they sleep, how much they drink, what kind of diet they have. All I could do is teach. Mm-hmm. And when we put these things in with and combine that with a motivated patient, um, the results are magnificent. So. Tell us about those results. What have you seen happen for people? Well, a lot of people feel like they just stalled, that life isn't quite what it is. And... Um, for women, uh, it's very dramatic, right, when they hit the perimenopausal, uh, perimenopausal period. So they're starting to enter that age, which I call the reversal of puberty, and nature starts taking back all the wonderful things it gave you when you were younger. And um, you look in the mirror and you see your hair thinning, your wrink- the wrinkles, the, the body changing, the weight gain around the middle, the irritability, and all of, the, all of these things. And there's a real physiologic reason for that. Um, the body is pulling away the reproductive hormones that um, maintained, basically, uh, a great portion of those. So you could simply put those back. And if you put those back, then these things start to function the way they did. 
in men, the uh, the evolution is a little bit um, more gradual and subtle. And just like we have menopause, we have andropause. And that's the same event happening in women, uh, that happened in women happens in men. And gradually your body starts um, pulling these hormones out and taking you out of the basically the, the loop, removing your, your genetic contribution to the species. And as testosterone levels fall, you know, again, weight gain happens and these other things occur. It's becoming very um, uh, mainstream now that there's, you're, you're hearing a lot about hormone replacement in men. But hormones are just a component of this. If you were to look at it foundationally, um, it's uh, putting together and redesigning a healthy diet. And that doesn't mean a bowl of leaves and twigs. <laughs> it means um, eating more the way that our forefathers ate, you know, whole food, real food, not mm-hmm. stuff out of a box, not something with 25 ingredients in it that you can't pronounce. Right. But eating real food and, and the timing of those meals. And then on top of that, how much you move. Many of us sit behind a desk all day, and then we go do 20 minutes on a treadmill and think that that's done. That we've done something. But it's incorporating activity throughout the day, parking your car further, taking stairs, wearing a pedometer, trying to make sure that every day before you go to bed that you've logged five or 10,000 steps on that pedometer. So you've just built this into your daily life. And then how you handle sleep, uh, stress and how well you sleep and um, and those type of things, which is more in your arena, Absolutely. also contributes. Uh, on top of that, you know, we have maybe targeted nutrition. I used to say you are what you eat. Now I say you are what you absorb. Mm-hmm. Because as we get over 40, there's a the body's ability to absorb vitamins and the paucity or the lack of, of nutrients in our food supply is diminishing. So um, it, supplementation becomes more important. And this is based on objective data that we got from blood work. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we get to restoration of the hormones or a testosterone augmentation program in men, bioidenticals for women. And then lastly, the last weapon is finally drugs to go in there and clamp down some physiology. And you'd be amazed the number of people that can come off prescription medications when we get all these other things in balance. And then suddenly they don't need the sleeping pill. They don't need the blood pressure pill. They don't need the cholesterol pill. Um, but the way we do things in healthcare, the way we've been taught, the mm-hmm. way we're expected to treat is one diagnosis, one pill, one therapy. Right. Here's what you do. So by the time you're 50 or 60, you're maybe on nine prescriptions. So um, the idea is to undo all that. And I think the good news here for people with this type of approach is twofold. One, there are things within your control. Whereas, you know, in the past, the paradigm has been what happens to me from a health perspective happens to me, and then I go and try to get it fixed. And I'm out of control of what happens to me, and I'm really out of control of what happens to fix it. I'm in the hands of the doctor and the the medical science, and if it works, it works, and if it doesn't, I'm screwed, Um, (laughs) to put it mildly. And and that's a that's a very um, you know it's a very victim oriented place to be, and that adds a component a heavy component of stress itself. Whereas this methodology, this paradigm says you're in control, and you have both the responsibility and the opportunity to change your health profile. Yeah. And the other good news is, is that with the direction that healthcare and insurance is taking in this country, the focus is turning much more toward wellness. 
If you allow yourself to get ill, you may find yourself in quite a pickle these days, and I don't think that that's going to get any better anytime soon. So it pays people to take the time and be proactive and be invested in their own health and to do the behavioral changes, the lifestyle changes, which aren't difficult changes to make. And the, the rewards that you reap of just being able to function at a higher level, of having more energy and clarity. If you're a, if you're a an executive or a professional, that um, your productivity can increase, um, that you may be able to finish a few more briefs than you did before, or um, you're, you're just uh, if everything is is optimized, just your quality of life is improved. Mm-hmm. And I think many people just expect that when they get to 50, and so that they're expecting this gradual decline. Um, that doesn't really have to happen. Uh, we expect that we're going to get osteoporosis, and then we look towards healthcare to give us a technological fix. So some people may say, you know, what I'm doing is not natural. You know, putting people hormone. You know, we're supposed to. We're supposed to go through that. Yeah, but also breaking a hip isn't natural. And um, if you have brittle bones and you have a broken hip, what do we do? We open it up, replace your hip with a titanium hip. Um, you have a long convalescence after that, and you will never return to the quality of life you enjoyed before. So if you took the, the measures and the steps to prevent the broken hip in the first place, um, which intervention would you rather have? And it's the way that I look at it. I still feel I'm practicing emergency medicine. I'm just doing it 20 years before the emergency. <laughs> Great. That's a wonderful reframe for it. What are some of the examples that we could give the audience of gradual changes? Um, if if we were to look at, at women, it would be mostly um, probably that weight starts to come, be a little easier to come off. There's a little bit more um, energy in everything that they do. Um, they start to resuscitate their libido and their love life. Um, and men have a very similar uh, overlap. Most of the people that are that come seeking my services um, usually have one of three issues that's in the top three, and it's always the top, these top three. And um, uh, the one is that they want to lose weight or they want to preserve muscle. They're noticing they're getting flabby, they're losing their muscle tone, they're not as strong as they were, it's harder for them to do things. So that's uh, one of the three concerns. The second concern is they just like energy. They're just tired all the time. They come home from the office at 6 o'clock, and they just don't have the energy to get to the gym and do these other things that they'd like to do in and uh, they just wish they had more energy. The third is their sexual health. They don't really perform the way they did. Uh, men don't have quite the enthusiasm and the erections they had when they were younger. They get fewer of them. Um, it's uh, libido's not quite what it was, and it creates problems, particularly when the appetite between the, the couple is different. Um, and uh, and most of the things that start to come back, usually what people report is uh, these, this is working. I'm getting results, A. Other tangential benefits or benefits that happen but usually are not the things that bring people in. They're just like they like the fact that it's a bonus. Their heart health is better. Their, uh, maybe their blood pressure is dropping. Maybe their sleep improves. They didn't come to me for sleep, but that's a byproduct of all the things that we're doing. The mental clarity, we're actually bringing in a brain fit program, uh, Alzheimer's prevention program that we're enrolling with a neurologist. And um, 
it, all of these things combined just have to do with a, with, with a physiology that's just operating at a much higher level. We've taken the things that prevent it prevented you from operating at your optimum. But, I mean, what is the cure? Okay, let's say that I come in there. What are, just an example, and I don't want you to, you know, give away the whole store, but what are some of the things that I have to start changing immediately? I mean, do I eat less red meat? Do I eat, you know what I mean? Because sometimes, like with dieting, for example, it's it's a punishment. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't eat this, 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 and this, and you go feeling hungry half the day, and no. and it becomes a real, and, and you fall off the wagon real That's quickly. That's why diets right. don't work, Dan. Right. 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 So what are kind of some of the changes that you start a person on? Yeah, uh, immediately. That's a, that's a very good question. Once we get all the diagnostics back, um, we uh, can start to see what's gone wrong. And the addressing those um, problems will have a, an approach that may be medical, and there may be an approach that's lifestyle. Um, so everybody... Uh, pretty much we want to get them on a similar diet. That's a low glycemic diet. That means there's no fast carbohydrates, things that raise your blood sugar quickly that leads to a ton of insulin, which causes your body to hoard, to hoard calories into fat cells. Yeah. Also ramps up inflammation, which is the, basically the common denominator to Alzheimer's, cancer, heart disease, uh, and, and all of these problems, all these chronic medical problems that are going to break the medical bank. I would interject um, so that it's when it, we talk about a, a diet, fat. Um, we're basically not not it's not a, it's not a deprivation program. Yeah. What it is is altering and substituting uh, choices, and that may require just a few uh, changes, or it may require for me to actually team you up with a nutritionist to go grocery shopping to actually be able to pick the things that you should be eating. Mm-hmm. And whenever you take something away, you got to replace it back with something that's good, and um, otherwise you won't stay on this long term. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we'll pick the first offender and remove that from the diet sort of to something else and then work our way through taking the worst things out and replacing them with better alternatives. And once you get on the other side of that, the cravings for these foods and everything goes away. So it becomes much less problematic. Your body burns fat better, so you need to eat less frequently, and you're not driven by cravings all day. Mm Um, it also activity, leads to we talked sleep. about in exercise, real important. I almost insist that everybody go work with a personal trainer to figure out how to, um, what, first of all, what they need and what type of exercises. And most of us go to the gym and we do what we consider fun. Yeah, we're, we're glad we're there. And um, now that I'm here, I'm going to do what I want. So um, a trainer will hold you accountable and also work on the things you need to work on and usually get more work out of you. So um, just starting off and developing good habits in the gym is important, and then just incorporating more activity. Then we get to hormones. And for men, it may be testosterone. It might be controlling estrogen. It might be stimulating your body to produce more testosterone. And for women, it may be replacing estrogen, testosterone, progesterone. We look at the entire thyroid panel. It may be thyroid hormone. It might be B12 levels. Everybody in Minnesota has low vitamin D. Um, So we measure all these things, and we put all these things back. And we, we work our way through that. If you're on some medication, hopefully these things will start to auto-correct, and then working with your doctor will find that your medication doses will probably decrease, and maybe at some point you'll be off them, um, or never get on them in the first place. So um, it's a a very multi-pronged approach, and it's highly individualized. Mm -hmm. Your issues are going to be your issues, so your plan is custom for you. It's not one-size-fits-all. 
And as we dovetail that physiological work with the mental work that I do, people can find reversal of depression, depressive symptoms, uh, anxiety, stress, all of those. If you're on, I've had people get off of things like Xanax and anti, you know, SSRI depressants. Um, most antidepressant medications are what's called SSRIs or uh, serotonin, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which I call, um, uh, I have a, a nickname for it, hamburger helper for the brain, because it takes the, the, the too small amount of serotonin that the person with depressive symptoms has and it stretches it out, like hamburger helper stretches out your, your, your burger meat. Um, meditation increases serotonin production. Hypnosis increases serotonin production um, and, and the other positive feel-good chemicals that your brain produces. And one study shows up to 22% increase in serotonin. Why stretch it out and suffer all of the attendant uh, side effects of a, a, an antidepressant medication when you can naturally increase the serotonin level, reduce the stress, learned, learn new responses to stress, and permanently change that profile for yourself. I bet I bet the drug companies like both of you. Well, yeah, they don't. Do they? <laughs> I mean, I, I say today's medicine is just pill pushing. That's all it is. You know, most of it. Well, there's a lot of, uh, you know, what, what a drug does is it goes in and it clamps down some part of physiology. And just like, um, like uh, Cindy had mentioned, the SSRIs, they inhibit the brain from absorbing serotonin, so there's more serotonin in the, in the brain, and that leads to a, um, a mood elevation. Uh, but then there's a price to pay for every, every time you go in and you alter some chemical process in the body, there's normally a price to pay. And almost anybody that'll tell you that that they're on an SRI, SSRI, um, and these are drugs like Zoloft, Paxil, uh, some of the other common ones, um, will say the first thing that happened is they couldn't have an orgasm, no matter what. They couldn't have an orgasm. Same thing that happened is that they lost all their sex drive, interest, mm -hmm. none whatsoever. And then last is the ability to actually. So if we're if they're coming into me because of these sexual issues, and it's very common for a woman going through menopause to be put on an SSRI. So it's addressing a symptom with a drug that causes another set of symptoms um, it, rather than going to the root cause. And we will always need drugs. There will be some things that w through willpower and proper everything, some people are still going to have hypertension. They're still going to develop insulin resistance. They're still going to have some issues. Um, and we have those drugs. But it should be at the end of the options, not the knee-jerk. Oh, you got this? Here, here's your prescription. And um, we just need to turn that entire paradigm upside down. And um, that is not for everyone. There are some people that says, I don't want to change my lifestyle. I don't want to exercise. I don't want to just give me the pill. Well, this type of program is not for them. But those that are motivated, definitely, there's some things that we can do um, and maybe decrease the dependence on that. But it's good that we have some of these drugs and medications. And uh, they, they, they just need to be used. Uh, judiciously. Yeah. And as you mentioned, as people move through this program, as, I, as they've experienced, um, I've experienced with my own clients, people have a reduced 
need for blood pressure medication, um, antidepressants, uh, anxiety medications, things of that nature can either be uh, reduced in the amount that they're being given or eliminated entirely um, through these types of programs. Yep, and um, I, uh, I can attest to that. So um, many of my patients have reduced their medication and. Um, some of them, we started on medications to get, to reach a certain benchmark with the intention of removing it. So, look, your cholesterol is way too high, and we did an ultrasound, and your arteries are at 40% blockage. Um, we can't wait for your lifestyle and stuff to correct this. We're going to put you on this medication. The idea is in a year we're going to get you off of this mm-hmm. so that um, we can try to reverse this process that's going on. That, and, the, and the sooner that we detect these things and get started on on preventing their evolution or maybe reversing them, the the better. Uh, but uh, sometimes we have to be aggressive, start aggressive, and then move back from that. Shouldn't that be the goal of all doctors? I don't think that is today, but um, to put people on medication and eventually get them off, find the cause, and, and change that lifestyle? I don't think that's the expectation of the public. I think the right. expectation of the public is, look, I'm here, I'm sad, give me a pill. Well, you're right. It's too easy. Drugs. I don't want to do anything. Don't don't tell me about diet. Don't tell me to stop smoking. Don't tell me to do anything with my life. Just give me the pill. And I and I think uh, the the more that uh, th- these therapies are available, all you got to do is see some of these ads on TV. Uh, the people just show up with doctor's office with a with an ad and said, I want to be on this drug. And um, that direct marketing is increasing the the idea that there's a technological fix for everything that every discomfort that we feel, and there's not a whole lot of accountability on the on the part of the patient to try to do something in their own interest. Now that's not everybody, and I think that trend is changing. I think that trend now is there are people look. I don't want to be on all this stuff. I'd like to be able to do what I can, but. Um, who do I believe? I mean, do I go to a bookstore? Do I go talk to the vitamin, the, the salesman at the vitamin store? Medicine has never gone on the side of of prevention. We've always been that the first thing that a doctor says when he sees you is, "What's wrong with you?" And that the first thing on the chart is chief complaint. You're mm-hmm. there because something is broken. You're there because you're hurting. Something's wrong. That um, it medicine is very good if your health starts to go from say a zero to a minus five to a minus eight to getting you back to a minus three, but what if you're a zero and you want to be a plus ten? Well, that whole side of optimum health and and idealized wellness is never anything that medicine has embraced. What programs like mine and others, what we do is we take the rigor of the diagnostic side of medicine and use these tools not to figure out. Um, how we're going to repair a problem, but in advance to find the problem when it's in in infancy and then take strategic steps to ratchet your health from zero to minus eight and as far as we can from that other side of the equation, and particularly before that problem becomes irreversible, when you have an event that you're not going to walk away from. And uh, that's usually what it takes for people to really get um, uh, a wake-up call and say, I just had a heart attack, now I have to do and uh, what we're seeing is more and more people say, I don't want to be like my dad or like my neighbor or like my boss. And at 45, they had a heart attack. What can I do now to prevent that? And it isn't inevitable. And uh, um, just as had come up earlier in the conversation, um, we inherit genetic potential. It's not genetic destiny. 
the combination of lifestyle and uh, you know, the way you live, the way you eat, and a whole bunch of other things that determines whether those genes are ever turned on and whether you will follow that fate. You have a lot that you can do to alter that course, even if everybody in your family is a diabetic. Dr. Baza, before we, uh, we've got about 10 minutes left before we wrap up right down about that. Let's make sure that people have your contact information, website information, phone number, all that good stuff. How do people get a hold of you? Uh, yes, the uh, direct line for the, the office is 763-464-2797. And I am at bazamedical.com. That's B-A-Z-A, B as in boy. And that uh, website is under uh, evolution because uh, we brought a whole bunch of services and we're currently getting ready to redesign the website. So it's a little out of date. Okay. Um, and those are the, the two best uh, um, contact routes. Fair enough. And your practice is in Bloomington, so you're fairly centrally located so people can understand. Very easy parking, at, yeah. easy to get to, mm-hmm. and very discreet and private. Mm-hmm. And so that people have my contact information, I'm on the web at www.mn-hypnosis.com, mn dash Got to have the dash in there, hypnosis.com. And my number is 763-218-3231. Dr. Baza, what, how, do, how do you want to wrap up these next 10 minutes? We've got about 10 minutes left. I want to make sure that we get uh, your message clearly out. Yeah, I think um, great health and graceful aging is not an accident. Just like you prepare for your retirement with your 401K and you strategize things um, while you're young to, to, to have a, a, a little easier time when you're older, I, I think you could do that you can have the same approach with your health. And the sooner you start intervening in this, you know, uh, the, the better you'll be. And um, I think, you know, redefining and redesigning what what life after 40 is is more um, about imagining a robust retirement. And I want to be the guy who at 70 is out at the park rollerblading with his grandkids. I don't Mm -hmm. want to be the one sitting at the bench, um, you know, feeding the ducks. Mm -hmm. So that's the vision that I have, and that's that's the product I'm trying to deliver. And I think, um, you know, Setting um, uh, a, a series of expectations with patients and holding them accountable, and this can only be done in a boutique practice. I, you can't see 50 patients a day and expect to be able to spend this type of quality time with patients. You can see two patients a day. So the, um, the idea is really to uh, give this person all the weaponry that we have to preserve and protect their greatest asset, which is their health. Everything else becomes irrelevant if you had a stroke and now you can't talk. Um, So the idea here is just to live optimally, not only feel better and look better and have people say, man, you look great, and uh, those are all uh, things that we desire, but actually having a a body that requires very little maintenance, very very little intervention, and just uh, living optimally for as long as you can. It's different than um, a uh, longevity or or a um, 
there's a term out there, anti-aging, which I really, really don't like because there's really no such a thing. There is no magic pill, not even growth hormone, which, um, which I have in my practice, uh, can promise that. It's a very strategic, deliberate um, series of things that people need to align in order to um, be able to live those vigorous lives in their in their later chapters um, as as well as they can and be around for their kids. And most of us are not going to retire at 65, not after this economy. So um, just being able to be productive and live well, and mm-hmm. um, that takes uh, that takes strategy. And um, that's what I offer. Um, say, doctor, without breaking any confidences and stuff, can you give us maybe a success story about somebody that came in to you and, and uh, what you were able to do for him? I have a I have an excellent success story, and this is when I was still in Vegas uh, working at another clinic. And uh, this person came in with a walker. He'd had a pacemaker. He'd had several several uh, medical procedures done, and he loved golf. And he just couldn't couldn't play around the golf. Uh, he was in his early 70s, and uh, he came in, and we did. A, a, a very extensive evaluation with lab work, et cetera. And um, when we came back, I, I shuffled all the papers, and I said, um, I, I asked the gentleman, I said, um, do you feel, and then I just rattled off a bunch of symptoms, and he said, I have all of that. And um, I showed him his lab work, and this is uh, the experience I went through. And I go, well, here's the reasons why. And then spent a lot of time explaining what we found in all this evaluation and then said, um, here's what we need to do to get you from where you are and where you're headed to where you'd like to be. And let's start off, these are the big deals. Well, this person was a retired executive and very sharp mentally and uh, really applied himself to this. And um, within six months, he not only was off his walker, he was working on a treadmill. He dropped body weight. He went back to Mayo, and his physician said, what have you been doing uh, his ejection fraction went up about 20%. That's the strength that his heart contracts. And he's probably my greatest success story and my greatest fan. But um, he's kind of an extreme case because he came that um, uh, debilitated. But many people are coming in at their 40s now and saying, I'm just having a hard time and nothing I do works. And um, those people get results, but they're not, they weren't quite as dramatic. And myself, um, I have a, a picture that I have in a, in a notebook, um, not to be self-serving or anything, but it had me at 44 and then me at 53 in these two pictures. And the day that I decided to do something is the day I took that first picture. Hmm. Um, and uh, transformation is amazing. And the way I feel, I am the strongest I've ever been in my life at 53. So um, I, I really think that uh, this isn't a um, uh, a, a new age or or a anti-aging program. It's really scientifically based protocols to get maximal medical fitness. And uh, you combine this with the services that uh, the hypnosis series, changing the inner game, maybe the approaches to to the way that uh, people deal with the conflict in their lives uh, that Cindy can do. And um, now we've got a really tremendous program that has a lot of value. Yep. We're excited. Very exciting. Well, once again, Doctor, how can people get a hold of you? Um, 
at bazamedical.com, and there's a link there. You can uh, send an email if you just uh, like a little. Uh, um, you just send a, uh, an email to us. You can also call directly at area code seven six three four six four two seven nine seven. Fantastic. Thank you, Dr. Baza, for your time this morning. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Absolutely. It's, uh, this is the kind of show we like to bring things to people's attention that is going to improve their life and their health, and this is probably the most comprehensive program that I've heard of. And so I'm pleased to be associated with it and pleased to be able to bring it to people's attention so that they can take advantage. So... Excellent. All right. Well, thank you very much, and uh, we'll be talking with you again. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All righty. So, um, Cindy, how? So you're going to be you're going to be uh, together with Dr. Baza? Yes, I'll be moving my practice into that same space in Bloomington, and I will be putting together a program specifically for the people coming through the program that Dr. Baza just described that will be um, training them to use their mind to combat the effects of stress. Uh, Something that you people don't realize is that we all the time walk around with uh, what's called an adjustment level. We we carry stress in our in our muscles and in our mind and it builds up over time and we aren't even aware of it. We aren't aware that we have this level of stress that our, our muscles are not relaxing during the day. Our mind is not relaxing. We never return to basically, um, you know, level zero. We're always, you know, either physically or emotionally, mentally at like plus 10 and say panic is plus 20. Um, so you're, you're, you're hitting the panic button, hitting the panic button. The stress goes through the system, you know, and it is a body-mind connection. So the stress goes through the whole system and you never reset. You never reset. You never reset. There are long-term health implications to that happening. And uh, so the program that I've put together is to teach people how to both initially reset that stress level and then keep it where they want it to be so that they find that their reactions, their responses to things that happen in their lives changes for the better and they feel more in control and the health implications, of course, stress can lead to all sorts of, you know, disease over the long term. So the health implications are tremendous. I like to the story about how do you boil a frog? <laughs> this is what stress does to us. You know this story. Yes, yes. So you, you yep. take this, the frog and you put mm-hmm. it in, in room temperature water and you slowly, 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 slowly turn the heat up mm-hmm. underneath the frog. And because it happens very slowly and gradually over time, the frog gets used to the, the heat as it comes up and it doesn't realize until it's too late that it's cooked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens to all of us. And that's why I say you don't realize that your 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 muscles mm-hmm. are carrying this tension until something happens and all of a sudden your back is thrown out or you, you start to have chest pains. Uh, and if we can readjust, and we can uh, through the program that I've developed for, for Baza Medical, readjust your stress level, mm-hmm. uh, bring you back to that zero, and teach you the the simple techniques to keep that stress level at zero so that you don't walk around in that constant state of semi-alarm mm-hmm. that most people are in these days. How is it that some people can be in a super stressful job 
and they just seem to be breezing through it. And other people can be in a very simple job and are just all stressed out. Is that is that genetic or is it uh, in our environment? Well, it's a little bit of both, of course. And it, it also goes back to how you're raised and the models that you see for dealing with stress. You know, if you if you are raised with parents who don't deal with stress and you you see them, you know having these, you know, going from crises to crisis in their life and, you know, exploding and into anger and things like that, then that type of behavior then is learned. And that type of behavior can be unlearned. And the other thing that happens, of course, is that because of the repetitive nature of the stress, your amygdala, the almond-shaped cluster of cells in the middle of your brain that is responsible for the fight-or-flight reaction, it stays on that constant state of semi-alert. And so that's called having a hot amygdala. And we've talked about that before when we've done uh, um, shows on on anxiety. We can uh, reset that amygdala and really slow down the messages that it receives and give you a much more relaxed response, more response time in between whatever that external stimulus is that in the past would have had you flying off the handle mm-hmm. and your response to that. So that gives you a better sense of control and you can decide how you want to respond rather than just reacting out of mm-hmm. habit. Anger or fear yes. or whatever. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Um, can you give us a hint uh, what will happen next month? Well, I am lining up a guest for next month, and my hope is that it is going to be Dr. Will Horton, who is a neurolinguistic programming expert, and that'll be really fun and exciting mm. to talk about NLP. Sounds good. All right. Thanks a lot, Cindy. You bet, Dan. You've been listening to Hypnosis Today on AM 1460. KDWA, our host, as she is each and every month, is Cindy Lasher. It's gonna be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. It's gonna be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. I think I can make.